Good evening, and welcome. <clears throat> welcome to the kitchen. This is Gouda on Gouda, and this is episode 34. And I am Bob Gouda, and this is Jerome Ralston. Good, Good evening, Jerome. Good evening, Bob. Um, this is cheese, right here. This is cheese. This is audio cheese. Cheese for your ears. Um, we've got uh, we've got three. I I'm gonna predict that they're all gonna be delicious because you know because of cheese. You've gotta you gotta understand our our about ninety eight percent devotion to the Sartori mm. brand. We've had a couple. Of, we we've had a couple that were rather unspectacular. Some that seemed improvidently begun. You know, like, I don't think... How long have you been holding on to that phrase? Improvidently? Improvidently begun. That's pretty good. It's a, it's a word from the legal world. Um, you know, it seems like maybe they didn't need to make the espresso one. It seemed a little unnecessary. Um, not that it was bad, but, you know, some just... It seems like an idea that maybe shouldn't have gone into production. An idea whose time has not come. But this is not the case tonight. We hope. Because tonight, we have... We'll start with the two Sartori brands. We have three cheeses. Um, we've got a Sartori Bella Vitano Chardonnay, which uh, you showed up. I'm going to predict tastes like Chardonnay. You showed up in the store, not but not on the but not on the Sartori website. We're either ahead of the curve or well behind it, or we're dealing with some kind of counterfeit. It could, although that's probably why these labels are so fancy and look like currency, is so that they're hard to counterfeit. True. true. You, know, you got like the holograph, you hold it up, you got the UV light. I've been noticing that the reflection off the label is a little different on that one, so. Mm. Um, and we have, for the first time, we've got a Cheese Louise pick. Yes, that's right. Stella Fontanella herself went into a store, carefully selected a cheese. This implies that she left her comfy chair. Sure she did. She's got to go out and get food for the house. And in doing so, she bought a gigantic hunk of Sartori Asiago rosemary and olive oil. Now, <clears throat> we have, I believe, had either the basil and olive oil. I think we had this one. Or the rosemary and olive oil previously. A year and a half ago, maybe? Something yeah, like it, was, it predates the recording. Um, but it's a gigantic wedge it is of Asiago. Like, yeah. Um, I'm already predicting, I don't know how well the rosemary is going to loan itself to this, but as soon as I saw it, I thought, make an Alfredo out of it. Nice Alfredo. Nice white sauce for a little pasta. Go into a cheese coma. Um, and to round it out, we've got an attractive... Bright purple. Bright purple rind uh, offering... From the uh, Belgioso, which uh, is a brand that uh, your local supermarket probably carries. Belgioso, you know they're known for uh, you know they're known for their mozzarellas. You know if you're buying fresh mozzarella at a depart at a grocery store, chances are it's Belgioso. If you're buying it at a department store, let me know because. You know, you get your shirts. Well, and you know the department stores. The department stores all wedged grocery stores stores into themselves now. Like, you gotta go through, like, you know, the section at Target is, like, as big as supermarkets used to be in, like, the 80s and 90s. Men's shirts and artisanal cheeses, exactly. aisle five. Exactly. It's everything in one place now. This is a, uh, 
Artigiano Vino Rosso, which, uh, you know, it's a booze cheese. It's a wine cheese. It's a red wine it's soaked cheese. In, uh, soaked in red wine. Supposedly the finest. In fact, they actually literally use the word soaked. Soaked. Not in rose. Fine not red wa- wine. Not wine washed. Soaked. Not the finest red wine, but also not garbage. They got a guy with a 5,000 PSI pressure washer just soaking this stuff. Absolutely. You gotta, you gotta commit. Um... So where uh, where do you think we should dive in here? I'm gonna suggest the Chardonnay. Okay. Um, because well, I think we should. It's already two, unwrapped. The two wine cheeses should be back to back. Sure. Okay. Then we'll start with the uh, rosemary and olive oil. And um, appearance wise, this may shock you. The rind is a bunch of rosemary. Um, it's you know your standard. Uh, it's, it's an Asiago, it's an off-white, it's an eggshell kind of colored cheese. Um, personally, I like Asiago quite a bit. Um, it is one of, uh, I think it's the more, uh, I think it's a little stiffer taste of, of, of the Italian cheeses. Um, unbending. Unbending. It's, uh, it's just satisfying. Here, let's, uh... Let's lop off a hunk of this. What do we got price-wise on this? Price-wise? I mean, I realize well, it's, it's... This was bought wholesale. Yes. No, it wasn't bought wholesale. It was bought at Sam's Club, which has a surprisingly... Holy cow. Robust, Nine bucks a pound. Yeah. Surprisingly robust cheese selection. Um, I've seen giant hunks of Red Dragon there before, but Jerome has been to Sam's Club looking for that exact same thing. And has not found it, so it depends on... Like all Sam's Club items, they're sometimes in stock and sometimes they're just not. Are you avoiding the rind? Um, no, you know what? I'm going to go for the rind. I, uh... What would you say this smells like? Rosemary. I always think of that as sounding like a 60s folk band. Rosemary and, I don't know, somebody else who's probably not named Time. Parsley, sage. Sage, good. It gives you a sort of wisdom. Exactly. Hmm. Not particularly aged. Asiago, very dry. Is it? I think it's pretty dry cheese. Hmm. But it's got a creaminess that Parmesan doesn't have. I think Parmesan's drier. You know what it may be is that the oil, the olive oil, may be confounding my my taste a little bit. The oil doesn't have anything. I am indeed tasting olive oil. I am. Maybe it's that I'm coming late to adulthood, but I'm beginning to appreciate olive oil much more. It's very versatile. Very low smoke point though, so. Might just be the taste. It kind of has a wall. Oh yeah, the taste is. I mean, and and unlike unlike the differences between wines. You can really kind of taste the difference between quality olive oil and garbage. Well, I would know said, because I always use, buy the cheapest we stuff. We use the cheapest stuff we can find. If you got stuff in a five-gallon bucket in the yeah. paint section at your department store yeah. slash... You know, and, and if you buy expensive olive oil, you better have some olive oil-centric uh, recipes ready because olive oil does not last forever. You got a little burn at the end of this from the rosemary? I do, and I don't usually associate rosemary with Italian dishes. I typically associate the taste of rosemary with, like, roasted poultry. Sure. 
or you know, it's a it's a very good roasting spice. Um, <clears throat> Would you consider this like an odd this, choice? I like this because I taste because it tastes like Asiago, and I like Asiago. Away from the rind. No, it's still uh, the olive, the oil may have carried a little bit of the rosemary in. I don't know. I like this. I don't think it's I like awesome, it too. but I think it is. I think it's comforting in the way that a warm sweater is. You know sure. that kind of like solid feeling you get when you got a nice warm sweater on, and like that is that is the essence of the flavor of rosemary to me. I think rosemary is a very winter time, um, warm, slow roasted meal kind of flavor. Like I don't really associate rosemary with summer. Um, this is not. Is this a winter cheese? Yeah. Yes. Or at least it's a cozy cheese. I like this because Which it explains why Miss Fontanella would have picked it out because she's a huge fan of winter and coziness and coziness. Uh, how many blankets? We actually pared down the blankets this week. Did you? Yeah. Okay, we're put a couple away. The summer spring protocols are going to go. Yeah, it's uh, the unlock. After a while, you just gotta you just gotta open your open your minds to it being spring. Um, yeah, like I said, I like this a lot. Um, my thoughts of using it as a uh, the base of a Alfredo sauce stand. Yep. Um, even you, with the rosemary flavor, I'm not saying you can't use rosemary in a in a pasta sauce kind of format. That's fine. Cream will mellow it out, but oh yeah. And you'd have to add cream to it to make it a, an Alfredo sauce anyway. Yeah. Um, I like this because the olive oil. And yeah, me too. I, the thing I, I think, think the olive oil is actually what makes it. If it was just rosemary yeah. and the kind of you know that kind of uh, that kind of sharpish Asiago taste, too dry. It would be too dry and it would be too spicy. The olive oil really kind of makes it come together nicely. Like I didn't expect that there would be as much of an olive oil taste to it, and I'm pleased that it does. This is the sort of cheese that has the right flavor note for me to eat a lot of it. It's not too insistent. It's not too fancy or complicated. But it's got enough there that's so it's interesting. And it also kind of goes away a little bit. Yeah. You got that you know, little vegetable sharpness at the end, and then that's kind of it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you know what I could do with? I could eat more of that. I could do with another yeah. piece of that. Let's do it again. Let's have that flavor profile. And, it, uh, and at nine bucks a pound. Walk through it again. Nine bucks a pound. That is and like bulk pricing. That is roughly like uh, getting into store brand orange cheddar price territory. Mm, no, eh, a little store bit. brand orange yeah. cheddar is like yeah, that three, is really three cheap. bucks a pound. And God bless it. Um, store brand orange cheddar, very versatile. You can uh, you can eat it with anything, and if you're crazy, you put it over some apple pie. Well, my my weekly uh, cheap cheese that I've been eating it. Uh, as a snack at work, is horseradish cheddar this week. So hmm. that's your right hand cheese. It depends. I like horseradish. I think it's really one of the few ways I like cheddar. This is horseradish. I have like a utility vest with a cheese pocket. <laughs> um, get your got all get your whole feature list right there. All right. Well, let's go from one well, sartori to me. another. Unless you have other words. I, I was I was told that we would. Be getting the opinion. Oh, I was going to bring them all at once, but let me bring them one at a time. This is kind of a big hunk. I'm going to cut this down a little. Well, you got to get some of that rind. 
Yeah, I do. But uh, three large hunks of cheese, that's a huge meal. Mm. Bob's making the walk to the comfy chair in the next room. Find out what uh, Cheese Louise's wife has to say about the cheese that she purchased, which seems a little backwards to me. But I uh, wonder if her Italian sensibilities will approve of what is, after all, a somewhat Italian cheese. You're going to get her a more, back quickly. I'm going to get her a more inboard piece. That's either promising or. Uh... Well, because the. Anyway, I like the label on this. It's got the usual sartori shininess to it. There's also a fairly pretentious bit of marketing copy on here. Heralded as the dew of the sea, Rosmarinus officinalis produces the perfect savory high note for this rich, nutty, and fruity taste sensation. And once again, I'm not getting fruity, and nutty is kind of iffy. But it is good. And uh, Rosemary officinalis... That's it. Rosanarius officialis makes it sound like some sort of high Roman like official in the government, which it presumably is not. What's the sure word? It is. Uh, she enjoyed it. She initially had a outboard piece with the rind and thought that the rosemary sort of strongly dominated it. And as a result, you don't really taste the olive oil as well. Uh, gave her a more inboard piece without rind, and uh, it was met with thumbs up. All right. And you've got quite a lot of this to um, give the thumbs up to. Yeah, we're going to have to really figure out what to do with a lot of that. That'll be a formidable outcome. You know, I'll bet you that would be a good, on, good on a pizza. You know, just like a, a white pizza, maybe some grape tomatoes, some fresh basil. This might surprise you. What's that? But I'm going to, like, disagree with your food taste again. I'm not down on the white pizza. Not down well, on, not yeah, down with the white be. pizza. Oh, well, I mean, a pizza that uses olive oil instead of sauce, I feel would do well with this olive oil cheese. That's that's bread with cheese and olive oil on it. No, it's a pizza. That's like, it's a pizza the moment you put your fingers into the dough. <laughs> All right. Better the time I Chardonnay. I have a minor nit to pick. I'm not gonna drink Chardonnay. I have a minor nit to pick with the Belgiosos uh, advertising copy here. Do you feel it? La Bottega di Belgioso, Artigiano Vino Rosso. Yeah. Do you think they want you to think it's Italian? Yeah, I don't think those actually, words actually mean anything. They're just like, hey. Actually, I think the guy their their cheese their cheese right is, I believe, of Italian descent. Their cheese copywriter. Uh, no, their cheese right. Cheese right. What if you can copyright a cheese? No, but the, the person that writes the copy for the labels. Oh, no, I have no idea about that person. Kind of, yeah. So this purports to be handcrafted small batch Wisconsin cheese soaked in fine red wine, sweet notes, and nutty flavor and harmony. Whereas the previous cheese was supposed to have nutty, fruity, and rich notes. So we're still sort of in the nutty and fruity. And I don't sweet. think I've ever had a cheese that wasn't described as in some way nutty. Maybe it just seems like the most throwaway. Somebody term. should market one as not nutty at all. Yeah, like just if you've got allergies, this is the cheese for you because this was not processed even with while well, thinking about nuts. Um, so you're you're cutting that Chardonnay one first. That smelled really sweet when I pulled that out of the. Yeah, but I mean, we can cut the. No, go with it. Um, all right. So. This is thirteen bucks a pound, I think. Yeah. Uh, that's admittedly retail. Yeah, you know, that's not the one pound wholesale block 
Um, so, you know, as far as uh, as far as wines go, I think uh, Chardonnay is uh, is dry and refreshing, but I don't know anything about wine. It's kind so, of a, your standard yellowish white cheese. It smells like just about every Sartori. Little crumbly wine cheese, yeah. Sweet smell. The rind is almost like translucent. Yeah, you uh, you were scraping some. Uh, I was trying to matter off of that when you opened little it. Little white dots. I don't think it's necessary. All right. All right. It smells delicious. It smells really sweet. Yeah. Get my insulin pump going. I'm very creamy too. Hmm. Hmm. There's a little bit of crunch. Mm. That is more bitter than I would have. Not bitter, but it's got more bite. That certainly got the flavor down. That tastes like Chardonnay. That is bitier than I thought it would be up yeah. front. It kind of mellows out. It's definitely sharper. But it does mellow out. Kind of like a glass of wine. I mean... There's just a thing. There's a reason why people pair cheese and wine. The flavors just go well together. No, I thought it was because they were both fancy. Excuse yeah. me. Fancy. And they look nice. You know, a nice, nice glass of wine sitting next to a nice uh, block of cheese on a tasteful board. Just a nice, uh, it aesthetically seem, pleasing. It does seem both classy and traditional. I'm actually going to pour myself a glass of wine to try this. Do you... Really. And my selection shall be whatever wine is open right now. Which, as I recall, is whatever wine And that would happen to be some uh, Frontera Chardonnay from the Central Valley of Chile. Did, did you actually plan that? I did not Or is that, that just what happened to be sitting did not inexplicably is, next to your toaster oven? That is what was open. And it's a screw top, folks. Well, there's no unscrewage fee here. No unscrewage fee. And, you know, I think of all the people I've told that joke to, only about two have laughed. I laughed once you explained it. I'm very disappointed. Those are the best jokes. Well, I can't entirely agree with you, because I know you and I have had some mutual friends that feel that the best jokes are ones that entertain the teller rather than the listener. Well, yeah. (laughs) But Can't make yourself laugh with the point. I do have a philosophical question about... Pairing wine with wine-flavored cheese. Let's see what it says. Oh, there's no suggestion on this. No, there is no suggestion on the label. But it seems to me that there's sort of a philosophical conundrum. Not conundrum, but something I don't understand. What's that? Well, you like the taste of wine and cheese. Yeah. So you have cheese that's wine enrobed, wrapped, soaked, whatever. And then you have more wine. Alcohol? Well, okay, there is that, certainly, but... You're probably not going to be getting crunk, though, on half a glass of wine. Is that a challenge? Oh, yeah. I mean, I might, but I have no tolerance for liquor whatsoever. Um, and so my liver would probably be somewhat confused at having to actually do something about that. But that tastes like that. Does it smell like that? Does it meet the olfactory? Not really. No. Um, <clears throat> I like that. The problem with the whiny cheeses is that, oh, man. Uh, is that, uh, I'm always a little struck for applications. Never seems like I, I mean, I could see maybe 
combining that with equal parts of the olive oil and rosemary asiago and maybe making a two-cheese Alfredo sauce. I think the, I mean, I don't think that would work we, cook with, we cook with wine all the time. Um, I don't think the acidic note on that would work very well. It would definitely good. taste, you would definitely be able to taste it in the finished product. Well, what would you use wine for? I think, you, I think instead of approaching yeah, it from the cheese side, for, you approach it from the wine side. Your, uh, if you are, uh, I mean, you splash it on red sauce. Splash you it on deglaze pans with wine. Splash it on meat. Like if you if you if you cook some meat in a pan, it leaves uh, you know a coating on the bottom of the pan, which is called fond. And um, you never want to let that go to waste because there's a lot of flavor in that. So you splash some wine in the pan to deglaze the pan. And you reduce that down, and you get a delicious reduction. And uh, that is where we would use wine. Um, does it sound like I know what I'm talking about? It does. I don't. No, I'm, I'm looking at um, you with profound respect, Bob. But it's, uh, that's the thing. Like, it's a delicious cheese that I think may just get eaten on its own. Fruit. By its own virtue. Yeah. With some fruit. Yeah, oh yeah, I we, mean, have, we have some nice fresh strawberries in there. I bet fresh strawberries would go fantastic with this. I'd go with grapes, which is kind of redundant um, because it's wine. But yeah, you know. no, absolutely. Um, I like grapes. That, yeah, like I might not apply that to anything. I might just uh, I might just eat that. Like last week's uh, fur-fur-fur-flu-fool. I still, I still don't know how to pronounce it. I finished it. Like I finished that with some, uh, with just some Ritz crackers this week. All right. That's fine. Um, this is alright so flavor wise I think we gotta actually describe this a little bit yeah it tastes like Chardonnay it's, it's a very got, whiny cheese it's acidic yeah it's sharper than you would imagine it bites but pretty it's, good and then there's a fruity but it, yeah it gets sweet not it doesn't really get sweet but it gets it mellows out and it gets creamy um, and it's you know I feel like the wine taste is the first out the door like that's the first thing you taste and then it wears off and then you just get the creaminess of the cheese, which is nice. I think I like the smell of this better than I like the thing itself. Yeah, it does smell delicious. It's much more acidic than most of the stuff we've had. And that persists. It's burning through the marble cheese board right now. No. no it's not. I haven't checked, but I don't think so. No, I'm pretty sure it's not. No. Your cheese board laughs. Let's see what cheese Louise thinks. Ooh, a little risky on this one. <laughs> Sure, she's up to two consultations. Ride it straight to hell. That was a terrible. Right. That was a terrible movie. <laughs> that might have been Tiger the worst. Moment. That might be the worst movie I've ever seen. So Bob's now making an unprecedented second walk of eating to to the chair, and um, I'm a little dubious on this, given her prefer, preferred uh, enthusiasm for things cozy. The bite of this might be a bit, a bit much. Nice. Nope. I hear affirmation. So once again, I bet wrong. Clearly this is a circumstance where my best choice of uh, paths to take is to simply bet against myself. And whatever I think Cheese Louise is going to like, mm, and whatever I think she will dislike, she will like. To quote... I confuse myself. To quote Cheese Louise. That's good. You said that about the last one. Yeah. Well... She's not hosting a cheese podcast. She doesn't need to. Uh, she doesn't need to say a bunch of words about cheese. She's 
She just, like most people, is like, that's good. Or, this is uh, crap. Get this out of my face. Yeah, exactly. How dare you bring this to me? Precisely. Rounding up the bunch, we've got the already described uh, Artigiano Vigio Rosso. Yes. From Belgioso. Slightly less expensive than the Chardonnay. I think it's just like 12 bucks a pound. Sweet this notes, nutty flavor, harmony. Can you taste the harmony? Yeah. What does harmony taste like? Uh, nuts. It's kind a of nutty nut. counterpoint? Yeah, it's kind of nutty. Oh, if it's counterpoint. What is this rhymes deal? It's purple. It's natural rind. It's just soaked with... Looks like there was a cheesecloth. I still find the word soaked. Appropriate use. So, pale white looks a little creamier, a little less uh, crumbly than the It's got a nice purple. Chardonnay. It's got a nice lavender rind on it. Darker than that. Yeah. I was a little disappointed that Jay's not here tonight. He got called away for work. Oh, he loves these. Because he likes the wine cheese. This is now falling apart in my hand. A little crunchy. We got any aging notes on this? No. Simply that it is handcrafted small batch. Doesn't taste like the dew of the sea. Well, no, that's rosemary. Now, that tastes remarkably similar to the last one, doesn't that? No. No. Much as we Dark. taste. Darker. Yeah. Darker, not as bitey. Um, a little bit of crunch. That darkness really stays with it. Yeah. I mean, it's a red wine, so it's... Do you think this uh, this darkness comes from, a, a, like, a dark past? A troubled past? I mean, maybe it did something. Is this cheese part of a some sort of, like, cheese-based boy band, where you have the troubled Very one? Being. Yeah. The cute one, the leads... I don't remember what all these were. I'm... That's just a nice color. I would buy a car that color. Bright, bright purple. It's not bright purple. It's, it's deep purple. It's wine purple. Um, <clears throat> Flavor-wise... I'm still figuring that out. I mean... It has kind of a Chianti kind of... Like, dark red wine kind of flavor to it. It is not creamy. No, that's the thing. It did not mellow out into a creaminess like that last one. And this is a... Um, this confuses me. I don't like it when the type of cheese is not mentioned, even though I should be able to identify it. It's cheese. you got to tell me what it is. you, know, you got to be like, it's a Pecorino! It's a Romano! It's an Asiago! It's a cave-age French thing that you've never heard of outside of books that are bound in unsettling shapes. You still look confused. I'm certainly confused. I think the problem is I have several flavors going right now. There is that. Clearly you should have some more of your wine. Okay, consistency-wise, this is almost... No, it gets creamy. Does it? I'm yeah, still... it's, you gotta... You really gotta work on it for a bit. But once, uh, once it breaks down in your mouth, it's, uh, it, it does get a little creamy. Um, not nearly as much as the Chardonnay. And certainly not as much as the olive oil infused Asiago. <clears throat> yeah. I am, I will confess, a little disappointed. I, I'm having a hard time really distinguishing that between the Chardonnay. You know what it is? The flavor of this is kind of blurry. Yeah. 
the flavor of the Chardonnay cheese had a fairly bright, like acidic lot, acidic note and fruit note, and here they are, and they will commingle. Yeah. This is not that way. It's slightly acidic, but it's the red wine is kind of in the background. Yeah, I mean it's just it's it's this just is, cheese that's soaked in red wine. This is like a supporting cast kind of cheese. Like, the wine flavor doesn't really penetrate much beyond the the visible purple exterior. No, have you, I haven't tried Whereas inboard outboard. On the Chardonnay, it actually tastes like Chardonnay straight through it. Um, yeah, try that. I guess I see purple, and I'm thinking I'm going to get a vivid sort of standalone flavor, and I'm not getting that here. Again, it's not bad. No, not at all. But I think it's a uh, it's a little muddled. Any any uh, insight in the inboard piece? Yeah, you're right. It's not wine enough. Doesn't complain enough. It's not like a teenager. No. Not not quite as wine. It's not like like Juice World. Um, Juice World. Yeah, emo rappers. Oh, I'm sorry. Clearly, um, um, but this just the cheese on its own. Um, I like it. I mean, it's not. There's nothing complex about it. It's just kind of. God, it tastes almost cheddary. I mean, I know it's not a cheddar, but. It does taste a little bit cheddary. But I think, um, what's that? It does taste a bit cheddary. Doesn't it? A little bit. I mean, I like, it's, it's clearly not, not but, there, but there's enough... It's like there's not enough flavor to it to really distinguish it as a, you know, a wine cheese. Like a booze cheese. Yes. Um, we'll have to give this... But that is why they actually put wine in bottles that you can pour into a glass and eat with your... and drink with your cheese, so... You think this would benefit from more wine? And really, the labeling doesn't even... No, it says right there, soaked in wine. I mean, it's um, Vino Rosso, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I like it, but I I don't think it's especially special. No. Um, no, I will say... I like the Sartori better. Sure. I think the... Which one? Uh, well, the, <laughs> between those the two wine between cheeses, the two wine cheeses. Yeah, um, I like the I like the taste of the cheese uh, separate from the rind on the rosemary and olive oil because I think the rosemary really does kind of dominate it in a way that you don't really taste the you don't really so much taste the olive oil and the creaminess of the cheese because it's kind of dominated by the rosemary. So I like the... Pardon me. <laughs> I like the... Uh, <clears throat> the cheese itself, I like the rosemary and olive oil better. Um, second place would be the Chardonnay cheese, because I think it has a nice... I think it has a nice kind of bright, whiny taste to it that I want to eat with those strawberries that I have in the fridge. Sure, good summer And cheese. this last one... I don't dislike it by any means. It is a... It's a tasty cheese. Like, I would sit there and snack on that. But for what it's... For what the, the appearance of it 
kind of promises, I yep. think it kind of falls short. I thought it was going to be like that Sartori Merlot. Yeah. It's like... That Jay was over the moon about. Like, I think the, that she's just as much a visual experience as, as you know, a, a flavor and scent kind of experience. And, uh, you know, I think that, that kind of bright purple rind makes you think, like... Brightness! I'm about to drink me a glass of red wine in the form of cheese. I, uh, but I, I'm not going to hold that against it. I mean, it tastes like it's supposed to taste. Um, I, I think it's a little emo for me. <laughs> that's the thing, like, I mean, this is soaked in wine... I don't know what the process is for the Sartori cheese, but the flavor of the Chardonnay goes all through that, whereas on this Belgioso, it hangs to the, uh, yeah, the so periphery, the and even there it's not very strong. Like they, I noticed they didn't use the process that I've seen with other cheeses that are soaked in wine, where they kind of drill into it to make like these nice little cores. Well, that was of, extremely expensive stuff. That was not expensive. Yeah, it was. Was it? Yeah, yeah probably. That, stuff. Um, that was like that was almost thirty bucks a pound. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. I remember joking about no money. Not even worth it. You're paying for the guy who has to know where to put the drill. And his food safe healthy. Uh, I bet you could use that drill bit forever. It's not like your cheese is gonna wear down your bits. Oh, I, mean, I like hard cheese. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, just straight preference. I am least impressed by the Artigiano, as as noted. I I kind of like the dark shadow over cheese of the uh, of the red wine, but I sure. feel that the flavors are a bit muddled, and I don't like that. I like the bright acid acid flavor on the Chardonnay, but it's not something I'm going to eat a lot of. Yeah. Except maybe with fruit, because it'd be a good counterpoint to grapes or strawberries, as you said. And uh, my favorite of these is actually the rosemary olive oil, because I would just sit down and eat a large, yeah. por- large portion of that, because it is and- a well-balanced... And that you could sit down and eat a large portion of that because it's a brick. It's a brick that is also the cheapest thing on the platter. Yeah. yeah. Again, bulk prices. Yeah. What's this? Um, those are enormous strawberries. It's strawberries. That doesn't change the fact that each one of those is like somewhat larger than several yeah, of my knuckles. They're doing all kinds of stuff to the strawberries now. You always have strawberries, you guys. Because strawberries go on sale, and we get them, and we make the jam. Oh, that's right. You guys are getting into your canning. I mean... Preserves. Last one I made, I didn't use enough pepper, so I ended up having to drink most of it, but whatever. You said that was still good. Yeah. Is there a difference between preserves and jam? Or is preserves just a classier way of saying, like, jams? I think preserves is more like whole fruit. Gotcha. Whereas... Jam is, you, know, you break it down, and for me, I like to put it through a sieve to get all the seeds out because I don't really like seedy jams. Um, like the wrong side of town kind of jams, seedy, yeah. a little seedy. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to eat some more of this. Why don't we? Yeah. Why don't we sign off so that yeah, I let's can wrap this up. do that without um, dropping strawberries all over the keyboard? Huh? So that has been episode thirty-four of Gouda on Gouda, and uh, the search for the best wine cheese continues. Yeah. Yeah. None of them are especially bad. None of them are especially good. Uh, not true. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not that, true at all. I don't know why. That Sartori that. Merlot was really good. Yeah, that yeah, really was. Do you think the Sartori Merlot really beats out the Chardonnay? Because I think it does. I think that Merlot... Yes. Yeah. But um, they're different. This is more acidy. This is more suitable for pairing with stuff, whereas that yeah. one is more sweet enough to eat on its own. Yeah. All right. Well, that's episode 34. 
from us here at the Kitchen of Gouda and Gouda. We wish you the joy of the cheese. Good night, folks.